This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back. Hour number three here. Jeremy Kahn filling in for Nick Costas alongside Ken Barkley. It is You Better You Bet brought to you by BetMGM. We were talking some college football. You started to kind of narrow it down with uh, Lochmas and everything that's going on. A little Big 12 action. Where do we stand right now? Um, which direction do you want to go in starting with the Big 12? Yeah, so I'm going to go over only the old teams in the Big 12. Um, there are four new teams. I just I don't have a really confident opinion of how they're going to fit into the rest of the conference. It might be really rough, but I just don't know. And I don't even have a, a confident guess about what it's going to look like. So rather than to be like, well, my projection says this and I think this, it's a really new thing. And uh, sometimes a new thing can create really valuable betting opportunities. Like maybe one of these teams is so much better than we think. And we can figure that out over the course of the season. Before the season starts, don't have a strong opinion, not betting the four. So that's BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. So we'll do the old guard in the Big 12, where I feel a little more confident about like program history because they've been in the conference for a really long time and how they are typically lined and what additions to their schedule there are. Like maybe now they don't have Oklahoma and Texas and they have Cincinnati instead. That's kind of a big deal. Um, there are some changes for each of those teams too in terms of who they play, but not as many and just feel a little more like I have a foundation to handicap them a little bit better. And uh, we'll do Baylor first. They'll be the first if you want to give the MGM market for them. Okay. Um, all right. Where are we at here? Are you asking me to give the MGM market? It's Baylor. Yeah, sorry. Over... It's in the chat. Sorry. Alex, in the yeah, I got it. I got it now. It's messed my fault. Baylor over seven, juiced up to minus 120, the under at plus 100. Yeah. For, for Baylor, this just gave me a second to click over to them. Sorry. Uh, I, I think this is probably nothing uh, in terms of a bet. There isn't really a market to take advantage of anything that's interesting about them. Uh, they underperformed last year. They had a, what a, a really classic dynamic in college football, which we'll talk about with uh, with a bet that I made later, is like a year two pop for a team. And uh, you get a so you get a new head coach. The old guy probably lost a lot in the final year. You fire him. You get a new coach. There's a lot of optimism. It probably takes that coach at least a year. You got to install the system if you have different coordinators, which you almost certainly do. Uh, you need like, you know, let's get a couple of recruiting classes in there. Let's like really change the composition of the program. And what usually happens, and this isn't just like Ken thinks this, in terms of like, if you look at the power ratings for teams, when they go from coach year one to coach year two on average, uh, you get a bump. They get Teams get better. And you usually get a year two bump a lot. And Baylor got one uh, a couple of years ago with uh, Dave Aranda. So they played the, the COVID season. They were not very good. They went two and seven. And in year two, they were not projected to be very good. Their win totals five and a half. They won 10 games. Um, and then what happens after the, the problem is, is it's what, hap what happens next, right? So you have the year two bump. And then and there's a lot of excitement about the program. There's something new. Recruiting classes have come in. Like, this is a program that's headed in the right direction. Like, everybody thinks that after the year two bump. And then most of the times, the year two bump is followed by the year three swoon, <laughs> where 
it's like oh like that was actually a really good season i don't know if we can do that every time and it's not that every coach and every program works like this but you would be really surprised how many times it's like year one stabilize year two ascend and year three slight decline like you it's actually and the the best times to bet into that is when the year two ascend when like the year when like the team has that amazing second season with the new coach when the market in the third year for their win total is much higher, like responds to that success by setting a new high bar for them to clear, right? Uh, so who would be a good example this year of a team like that? Tennessee, I think, right, would fit that profile just off the top of my mm -hmm. head. Um, just like, oh, cool, like magical season, guys. But like, now that's the standard, says the market. And it's like, well, that's really tough to do. Like they could just go back to being average again, couldn't they? And uh, so this happened to Baylor. Five and a half, they win 10. Year three swoon, seven and a half, they win six. That was last year. So I can't have a magical season every year. Uh, a lot of Big 12 teams will have a lot of toss-up games on their schedule because the difference between a lot of the teams is very small. So all of your conference games, with some exceptions, like if you play at Oklahoma or at Texas, but others than that, they're all kind of in play for you. You can win all. Like Look at what TCU did last year, right? That was a byproduct mm -hmm. of, none of no super team. Oklahoma was worse. Texas was pretty overrated. Here's TCU, and the reason here's TCU because they didn't have to play Alabama or Georgia or, you know, like the Clemson when they were really good, those kind of powerhouse teams, or Clemson this year maybe. And that's probably going to be pretty true again. I think Oklahoma will be better, and Texas will probably be at least pretty good. And uh, But the same of a thing about the all the whole rest of the conference. So Baylor's got a bunch of toss-up games. They can be good. They can win a lot. Um, but I think seven and a half as, like, a new standard for them is okay. I guess the schedule I project like 7.3, 7.4 with my rating for them. Uh, it's very fluctuating. I wouldn't pay for half wins here. They play six games lined less than a touchdown either way. Half their schedule is like true toss-ups. And that means a lot of outcomes are possible. So you don't want to spend, I don't think I would pay a lot of juice in either direction for anything. I think they could win. Look, they could have that 10 win season again. That could come back or... Um, you know, they could lose all those toss-up games. It kind of depends on what you think of Aranda as a coach, how the injuries go for them. Uh, I don't think there's a win total bet for Baylor that I, that I think is worth making. Yeah, and, and I think it makes sense, too. I think it's a great point pointing out them playing above board and how that can change the win total and then where they sit now. Uh, when you get to a position like that and you see seven and you're getting like a 7.3, 7.4, is it almost always a no bet or is there enough – advantage there to for you to sway one way or the other it, technically because it's juiced up anyway i think that's always the starting point is just when i make my best guess about a rating i'm gonna be really close to the market a lot of the time if i if i wasn't okay. then my rating would be really bad and uh but there are times where it's like half went off or something and it's like all right what's going on here maybe there's a reaction to a piece of information or like an injury uh maybe there's a reaction to like a new coach hire i really think that's what's happening with Nebraska this year for example, where like I, I don't get six and a half for them like ever, and maybe Matt Rule's awesome and Scott Frost is that bad, but like it might take a year for that to really like get into the program and for them to really turn things around. So I almost think there's like too much optimism put into their number. That's how I would think about it. So sometimes it's that a Northwestern would be a really good example. Everything going on there, like I'm going to project them and I'm going to come in over because everyone thinks they're going to lose every game this year. Uh, they would be a good example of like a buy low team. There's a I think there's another team that fits that description. Uh, Iowa State, who we're going to do next, is another example of a okay. team like that, actually. Well, you want Iowa State's numbers or uh, anything else with yeah. Baylor? No, okay. Baylor, I think, is like a, a no-bet team with a ton of volatility either way. Um, I don't have a strong opinion on what I do. Iowa State, over-unders, four-and-a-half wins, minus 110. How are you feeling with them? 
I mean, I don't know how you can feel great. Uh, they, they all bet on the games, you know. That's what, yeah. that's what it turns turns out. Turns out they're all just like us, degenerate gamblers. Yeah. Uh, what a what a relief. Um, I just this is a little northwesterny, and what I mean by that is, okay, like, yes, players left the program. Bad stuff happened. Yes, that is true. Also, like, so then what's the bottom? For what's the bottom, by the way, dot, 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 for a team coached by a guy who in this exact situation tends to thrive literally more than every other coach in college football. Matt Campbell wins his dog and at games he's not supposed to win so much more than everyone else. It's like insane. It's how he made his reputation. It's what got him offers from other school. Seven point dog, 10 point dog, conference games, TCU, Texas Tech, West Virginia, like games that are like, okay well like that team's more talented than you and they would just win them and maybe what has happened has increased the talent deficiency so much between them and everybody else that that can't happen anymore maybe or honestly like he's just gonna pull rabbits out of hats again because when the when the expectation is this low that's what this guy does and when the expectation is really high that's when you want to play under on matt campbell because like he there's they're not that talented and they never are um i i don't know i just I haven't bet this yet because it keeps moving and I, I don't, <laughs> I want to like try to wait as long as possible to, to bet this in the hopes that like, you know, what if we get, what if we get like two days from now and another report comes out, like not that there are new players or something, but just more bad news and you get another 10 cents or you get another 15 cents on this. I, I just, I have this team as only ever and over coming into the year because like, how could this not it's either the right rating or it's too low. How could how could anyone argue it's too high after all the movement we've seen on this story? Like how how could we make that argument? This was this team was going to be like a five and a half coming into the year probably, and now we're going to drop a full win. And yeah, like was Hunter Decker's even a good quarterback? Like I don't even know the answer to that. So I just it's yeah. I, it just it feels a lot like Northwestern where there's like a lot of movement based on a lot of speculation instead of results, instead of like how you played in games. And when that happens, I think you always got to kind of have your, your ears perked up like, wait a minute, is this an opportunity? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just I don't want to bet this. And maybe the team's that bad. The Arizona Cardinals might be a good example of that. Like, they seem like a buy at some point. Not yet. But mm -hmm. like, when? And really? Uh, I don't know. But these, anytime you have these like bottom out storylines, the Utah Jazz and the NBA would be everyone, myself included, got fell for it. Right? Thought that like, they're going to lose every game. Like, that's the plan. Yep. The plan is to lose every game. You know what they didn't do? Lose every game. And I know they, like, tried <laughs> to lose at the end of the season, so it's a little bit of a, it's like a half of one and half of the other. But, uh, but like, we can be wrong uh, about yeah. teams' intentions or how news stories affect teams. And I think Iowa State could end up being a team like that. So what am I going to end up doing? Yeah, like, uh, tomorrow, maybe, or uh, what's tomorrow, Wednesday, like, Thursday. Just like wait as long as possible. Shop might be a small bet on the over. It's the only way I'm looking on Iowa State. If you want to kind of take, if you want to take that journey with me, um, okay. I, I, it almost can't be bad. It could be either meh or good, and I don't quite know which one it's going to be. What about uh, Kansas? Do you want to move to them? Uh, their their totals over six minus one forty five, so heavily juiced there. Uh, the under would be plus one twenty if you want to go under six. What do you see with Kansas? Uh, man, a, a lot of people see like good stuff, which is pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, they were really, uh, okay. We talked, what did we talk about? Year two bump, right? We just did that. Start of the segment. Yep. Uh, Lance Leipold comes over from Buffalo. 
we had a good amount of success, took them to like some some pretty good bowl games for Buffalo. And in year one, you look like they're coming off uh, the last year with less miles. They went 0-9 COVID year. Nowhere to go but up. Uh, he wins two games his first year as head coach. I, again, this is kind of like the Matt Rule thing. Like, yeah, maybe it's really stable and it's really good now. Also, it might just take a year to like get this thing kind of going. Okay, they win two games. Their win total last year is set at two and a half. Are you are, basically Marcus? Are you going to get a year two bump from this guy? You don't get it from every coach, but like you get it a lot. Are you going to get a year two bump from this guy at a place like this too, where they, they don't really win very often? And they did. They won six games, got a big bump, and, uh, and they won three conference games. Albeit, like one was an overtime and one was 14 11 against Iowa State. I think what eight won the games, whatever. What am I going to do? Knock them? I had game yeah. day, whatever, all that stuff in the first six weeks of the year. That was awesome. And what do you look for? Okay, year two bump, play way better. Market sets a new level of expectation for the team that has to match that. And now what are you going to do? Probably play under in a lot of those situations. Kansas won six games last year. The market in general is pricing them as a six and a half win team this year. MGM six juiced way over. And I have bet a lot of under six and a half. And it's one of my favorite win total bets in the conference. I just, I look for this pattern. I simulate the schedule. I try to figure out like, okay, how can I be wrong? And... I think they have the potential to be pretty good again. I don't see a lot of toss-up games for them. Like they don't have seven, eight toss-up games. They have some, they're staring down the barrel of like some pretty rough point spreads in the middle of their schedule. Uh, looking right now, uh, they draw Texas and Oklahoma. Not every team does that. That's going to be a little rough. They go at Texas, also going to be tough. They go at Oklahoma State. We'll talk about them in a second. Um, it's just like, I simulate their schedule and I, I think I get, I get a lot of fives and I get some sixes. And you're telling me there's six and a half all over the market on this team? Juiced way under, by the way. Like, I had to, I, I had to pay, and then I paid again because I bet it again. Uh, even more juice on the under. I, I just, I see a lot of fives and sixes for this team. And again, think about that. That means that he's gotten the program to this new good level. Kansas contends for a bowl game every year. That's cool. Hmm. That's not what the last 10 years were like. This is a new thing. They're way better. And it goes under the win total still because the expectation has now been set really high. So just like, that's where I'm at on them. Uh, six and a uh -huh. half, even paying like 150, 155, which I don't advocate for in a lot of win totals. That one, yes. If you only have six and it's plus, I think it's still good. I, I think yeah. it's still worth betting, but I, I think with the way their schedule sets up, I actually think the half win for that, I, I kind of like actually. I think they're going to land six to like a, a reasonable amount. I think it's their second most likely landing. So um, I like getting the, uh, getting the sixes as a win for me. And, uh, and I think I'm going to play like the year three swoon, honestly, which happens a lot in these kind of situations. So we'll continue this on. We got Kansas State coming up next in the next segment. We'll start with that. Uh, and then we got to get to uh, the good teams in this. And not to dim diminish any of these teams, but <laughs> yeah, there's clearly a couple did you, up top. Did you just slander yeah. Baylor, Iowa State, and, uh, and Kansas? But uh, you know we're going to get to I, next? The actual football players. Yeah. That's going to be a rousing good <laughs> the, time. That'll be really good. The actual yeah. teams that are good. And I'm, by the way, I'm very yeah. happy that you guys got my family to, to pick it for you back there as they're hitting the banjos and the fiddles. Uh, things are going <laughs> really, really well. So <laughs> Tyler just anyway. wrote OMG the Angels. We're going to bake in like 15 seconds. Tyler, what? Tyler, what, you have to explain what what on earth you're just typing in the chat. But whatever, we can do it during the break and we'll talk about it. I don't okay. know what, what's going on. Oh my God, they're just they just moved a bunch of players. We'll do it after the break. Okay. Oh well, we're get to all this. That's all coming up right here on the BetQL Network. It's you better, you bet. Jeremy Kahn, Ken Barkley, brought to you by BetMGM.